Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I'm Alan Zog, the Jedi, and he is John English, the Germs guy. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And we are without our good friend, producer, and uh, might as well call him a co-host of the show because he is Devin Masters. We miss him. He uh, he had some previous engagements tonight. Um, we're coming to you from a Thursday night, trying to get this in before the first game of the series with Dallas. So Devin may drop in during the show. I don't anticipate him doing so because he, like I said, had prior engagements. So Devin, we miss you. And I miss the intro that John always gives you. So yes, we miss you, Devin. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> um, where do you want to start tonight? Well, I... I, the regular season has ended, and now the playoffs are here. The Jazz finished 49-33. and 33. They're the fifth seed. They're facing Dallas. Uh, Luka Doncic is injured. Jazz are pretty much going to be healthy, although I think Trent Forrest is questionable. But otherwise, they should have everybody available to them. Um, let's see. Yeah, it looks like Forrest will probably be out. But other than that, um, Jazz should have you know their top eight guys in the rotation are going to be there. So I feel pretty good about that, even though they don't have home court advantage. But I think it's going to be a good series and a good matchup. Um, how are you feeling about facing the Mavs? I feel good. This is the one matchup I wanted. I did not want Golden State in the opening round. So so this is the matchup that I felt like would work best for the Jazz. You know, it's all about matchups and who the matchup well with. And, and in this case, I think Dallas is that. Even with Luka on the floor, We've had some really competitive games between these two teams during the season. So I do think this is a, a very good matchup for both. I think the Jazz get it done because I, I feel like I know everybody wants to exercise the ghosts, and I think we all do. I know everybody's concerned. I know everybody, we, we've got fans out there that have just had a really hard time with the way the last half of the season's gone, the blowing leads, things like that. I'm here to tell you that I am not concerned at all. and. Yes, I'm going to be the the level-headed guy here. I'm not concerned at all. I think they're going to keep it together, and I think they're going to win this series too, mind you. I've picked them in six, and I stand by that. Mm. I, I like that pick, especially since we don't know when Luca's going to join. Um, Jazz played Dallas pretty well without him, um, but I I am concerned about how the second half of the season went for both teams. Dallas was a really good team the second half of the season and the jazz were a lot less consistent and i don't think they've exercised the ghosts of uh blowing fourth quarter leads you know um there's it, the playoffs are a whole different animal we know that but there were just way too many bad habits picked up in the regular season so that's what i'm worried about i'm worried about it being midway through the fourth quarter and the game being close and is this when they're going to give away another lead in fact did you see the stat um if you 
looked at everybody's records by only the first three quarters, Jazz would be the number one team in the West. I did see that graphic. Yes. Yeah. So that's I, that's something. <laughs> honestly, I, I get it. I get the concern. You're right. I'm worried about the way the second half of the season went. There are a lot of reasons it went that way. Obviously, on-court reasons are a big part of it. I'm also going to argue that the the Jazz could never put a healthy squad together during the second half of the season, honestly. Um, between COVID, between injury, between you name it, they could never do so. Now, is that is that part of the concern? No. I mean, there's obviously concerns be, beyond that. But it, no, it wasn't a prime second half of the season. It wasn't good. Um, these two teams, obviously, on different trajectories for the second half. That said... I am on board with Donovan Mitchell and I'm on board with the jazz. Donovan said something the other day, what he, he said, fans just stick with us because we're going to be all right. I'm sorry if, if, if people don't like this, but I'm on board. I believe him. And, uh, you know, right now the jazz need, they need us. They need their fan base. Of course, they're going to go out and play with pride. They're going to play what, but they need their fan base behind them more than anything. And so I, I, I don't like, I don't like the Twitter knee-jerk reactions, let's put it that way. And I know there's a few listeners that understand that and probably some that are that way. Um, I just, we need to be behind this team. And I liked what Donovan said. And no, I feel confident in the Jazz. I am not worried, it, it, not entirely worried. Maybe a little bit, but not entirely. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> okay, let's move on to your next point. It looks like you want to talk a little bit about the fire and or smoke that are around the Donovan and Ruby Rudy rumblings and, and, and whatnot that's been going on over the last, what, two or three months. Yeah. Um, when you first hear these stories, it feels like it's probably just agents of other teams just trying to stir things up and get some rumors going. But I wondered that there are this many rumors and this many national guys saying, this is what I hear that if there is some kind of legitimate problem between Rudy and Donovan, that, um, isn't going to get resolved. Um, we we know we know that we've heard the tension um, ever since COVID happened. Um, I also saw the stat that Donovan's average passing to Rudy has dropped like almost in half pre-COVID and co- post-COVID. Some of that is just the way Quinn's changing his lineups; so they don't have as many minutes together. But that's still something that I look at, right. and it's it's been an issue all year long where. You know, Rudy's shot attempts per game um, are down, and we've seen way too many times where he is open, has a little guy on him, and yet people aren't passing him the ball. In fact, regular season's over, he is averaging 7.7 field goal attempts a game. That is his lowest since his fourth year in the league. Interesting. That says something to me. Now, his free throws, his free throws were an all-time high, so... You know, that balances is out somewhat. He's losing some uh, field goal attempts to free throw attempts. But it still just says something to me that a guy who's that efficient, that when you can get the ball to him that low, he's that good with it. I mean, 71% field goal percentage. But they just can't seem to get him the ball or they don't want to get him the ball. Something, Something is going on there where you have this guy who, and and it's a career best for field goal percentage, 71.3%. So that that tells me that maybe there is something to this. There is something to the concern. And I wonder, you know, if there's if there's a if they lose in the first round, um, 
you would expect there's going to be significant change to the team. And the main three significant players are Rudy, Donovan, and Quinn. I cannot see them getting rid of Quinn. And I have a really hard time seeing them getting rid of either Donovan or Rudy, even if it is a first-round loss. I think it's more likely they kind of look at what they can get for Boyan and Royce and such. But, but you know, I wonder, I wonder, is this, is this something that we really do need to be worried about in the playoffs? Um, I want to say no. I, I really do. I want to say no. I, I just, I'm not concerned about it right now. And I, I, I don't know. I, I want to say that there's a lot of smoke there and maybe there's a fire there. Um, I think Donovan and Rudy recognize they can't win one without the other, that they need each other. And I think you're right. I don't think that either one of them or Quinn will go anywhere. Um, I, uh, John, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not inclined to believe that there is as many issues as it's made out to be. And yeah, Rudy hasn't been getting the ball. Um, I, I'm not a stat guy, so I don't look that deeply into things. I just think there's a lot more smoke than there probably is fire. Mm. That's just my opinion. An opinion from this ever optimistic jazz, but I think there's more smoke, more smoke than there is fire. Okay. So. I, I hope, I hope that's the case as a jazz fan. I think, you know, we have this core amount of talent. Um, right. You know, I I feel like, you know, everything was there for them in the bubble, except then they couldn't have health. And so now here's here's we finally got a full regular season and the bubble season wound up being an outlier. Um, They usually do finish like fourth or fifth in the West. Last year it was first, but they, you know, Michael Conley and Donovan Mitchell only had one leg each. So it just worked out the way it is. And now we're going in where we got banged up a lot during the season. Fifth seed is what it is, um, but they're all going to be ready except for Trent, which really does suck to not have him. Yes, but on the does. other hand, it really sucks not to have Joe Ingles. So, <laughs> I agreed. So that's that's where we are. <clears throat> yeah, I'm again. I'm not concerned about the first round. It's the second round where I where things start to get interesting because as a four or five seed, you know your matchup is going to be that one eight seed, which is Phoenix. And I don't know that the eight seed's been decided yet. Has it? No, it hasn't. I think, I think that'll be tomorrow, but I don't, I don't suspect that whoever's the eight seed is going to beat Phoenix anyway. Um, it, it could be the Clippers possibly, but I don't know that the Clippers can beat the Phoenix Suns. They tried last year, but so it, it jazz are likely to end up with Phoenix in that second round. And that's where I might get a little more concerned, but with Dallas, I just, I don't see the jazz losing this series. So, yeah, I, I could see them losing it, but I could see them losing it uh, because they shot themselves in the foot. Yes, agreed. So. So, again, you know, back to the smoke and fire, I think that a lot of it's smoke. And you're right. We're not going to know that until and until we you know, we may never know that, but we probably won't know it until the season's over. And until you have locker room clean out after the after the postseason and whatever happens, that's when we might start to see the little fires if there are any. Um but it, even then, we may not see something. So, yeah. Um, is that everything Utah Jazz? I don't think we have anything else to touch on there, do we? No, no. 
Okay, let's move on to the NBA, um, the rest of the NBA. You, we might as well hit standings and then let's talk about playoffs and, 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 and such. Yeah, so the 10th seeds were both eliminated. So as people are listening to this, hopefully it comes out tomorrow morning. It will be the day of the 8th and ninth seeds facing each other because Minnesota did beat the Clippers. And uh, uh, Brooklyn, they won their game in the West, so they'll be facing Celtics as the two seed. So we're going to have the Hawks facing the Cavaliers for that final eighth seed, and then we'll have the Pelicans and Clippers. I feel pretty good about the eighth seed getting in in both instances. I think the Hawks looked good in their game in annihilating Charlotte, but I just think Cleveland has enough that they'll be able to fend off Atlanta. And Clippers, um, you know, they do have Paul George back. And other than Kawhi, they don't really have any major injuries to their team. So I think I think the eight seed on both sides is, are going to be able to get in. And then we'll, we'll have the playoffs happen as if there wasn't a stand-in, you know, situation. Hey, can we, before we get to the playoff seeding as is, mm-hmm. can we just talk about how ridiculously good at least one of those two play-in games was. I mean, Brooklyn-Cleveland was good. I think Brooklyn pretty much won that and had it in hand. But Cleveland definitely put up a fight. But can we talk about the Clippers and Wolves for a minute? Holy crap. Did you watch that game? I, I, I watched the end of the game. I watched the second half. Uh, I watched the second half of the fourth quarter. And when I started watching it, my son was like, this is one of the best games I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. And, and the, the, the finale was really exciting. And yeah, it was... It was highly enjoyable. It did make me wish I had seen the whole thing. So uh, to touch on it for just a second, like the first half, you saw the second half. The first half was just as as good. Lead changes a couple times. Um, the Clippers would go on a little run. Then the, the, the Wolves would come storming back. Uh, right at the close of the first half, you had um, Cat <clears throat> go out with his fourth foul in the first half. And he went out, and so then they had to claw their way back. And Russell, D'Angelo Russell, was the big part of that run. He scored something like eight points in a row or something like that. They had eight or ten points all himself to bring them back into the game and take a lead at halftime. So this game really, like like your son was right, this might have been one of the best basketball games I've watched all year. Um, just turned out to be really, really good, and that second half was fantastic. Very so, cool. Um, all right, so seeding, you kind of touched on it already. Let's let's hit up the seeds on both sides. Uh, yeah, so we can go in the East first. You have Miami as the first seed, and they are waiting to face the winner of the Cavs-Hawks. Um, you know, Cavs, I don't think they'll have Jared Allen back, but I do still think they'll get the eighth seed. Um, so the 2-7 matchup is Boston and Brooklyn. The 3-6 matchup is Milwaukee and Chicago. And the 4-5 matchup is uh, Philadelphia against Toronto. And, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting ones in there. I think the most exciting one is going to be Boston-Brooklyn. Boston has been a really good second-half team. And of all the teams Brooklyn had to face in the first round, that might have been the last team that they would really want to face. Um, it, in a weird way, they might have actually paired, matched up better against Miami, but, you know, it is what it is. And Boston, you know, sorry for your luck, guys, but Brooklyn happens to be the team you're going to get. Um, the 
consolation prize is they don't think Ben Simmons is going to be back for a few games into the series if he gets into the first round at all. Right. So you do have that going for you, but you have playoff Durant. So your poison is picked. Is it is it crazy that I am not on the Brooklyn train? Because sure, they're going to no, be no, good. No, not at all. They're, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be good. They're going to be a formidable force, but they are not Eastern Conference contenders. It's not going to happen. Yeah, they are not a lock to advance. I think I I do still feel pretty good about Boston's ability to win that series. Um, you know, whether or not Ben Simmons returns, I just I just feel like you know KD is KD, but that team has not had much depth or continuity all year long. Yes, they have Kyrie back. They never did get Joe Harris back. Um, you know, the whole Harden drama in the middle of the season. I mean, they they like their guys now. Uh, and Seth Curry's been great. Patty Mills has been great. But you know, there's what are they? I think they finished forty four and thirty eight. That's not a team something to like fear, that. no matter what. Yeah, forty four and thirty eight. That is not a team to fear, regardless of how they got there. And and going forward, and I don't I don't want to pull out the crystal ball much, but going forward, I think the jury is still out on how good they can be next year, even with Ben Simmons. We don't even know how that experiment's going to work out. Um, you know, it, it. Yes, you have Durant, but Durant can't carry that team himself. It, it, even if the numbers have been on his side all season long, that they're that good when he plays, they they need Kyrie, they need Durant, they need all these guys on the same page. I am just not sold on the Brooklyn Nets, just like I wasn't on the Lakers when they brought in Russ. And obviously, hindsight says, well, I don't think anybody was, and look at what happened. But I'll be curious. I'm, I'm watching. I'm keeping my eye on Brooklyn, not just this year, but into next year to see what happens. It's just just me, but I'm not sold. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm not sold on them this year. Next year I am, but not this okay. year. Okay. All right. So out to the west. To the west. Uh, Phoenix will play the winner of the Clippers Pelicans. I think Clippers win, and then I think Suns handle the Clippers fairly easily. Agreed. Um, Minnesota and Minis- Minnesota and Memphis is your matchup there. And actually, Minnesota, I've been, I've been hearing more about this um, and reading up on it. Minnesota and Memphis match up pretty well. I think that'll be a that could be a six or seven game series. I just think Memphis is going to win that one. Uh, Golden State winds up against the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets have been battered and bruised all year. Golden State has had their their own share of injuries, but it just looks like, you know, Jamal Murray, they were really hoping that he'd be able to um, come back uh, before the end of the season, and that just never happened. So they don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have Michael Porter. Uh, Monte Morris is banged up. Um you know, they sat Aaron Gordon and Will Barton. I'm not exactly sure if it was health or just rest or what exactly was going on there, but that's that's not a healthy team. Yeah, Warriors have their own issues. Uh, Clay hasn't really looked that great since he came back, but Jordan Poole has been great for them. Oh, so my goodness. That's, you know, he, there's, a, there's a most approved player candidate right there. Yep. Um, Curry... I don't think Curry played any more regular season games, but... Last he did, I heard, he did, last, he he did, did play did. the final game, I think. If I remember correctly, he played that final game. Well, I, I, I'd know, have to, I know they he said they said he's gonna play in game one, so that Yeah, let me go back and look at that final game because if if my memory serves me well, he played that final game. Let's go back to 
Uh, he uh, did not. I'm looking at. Oh, it. he didn't. No. Okay. No. So then I was I was wrong there. The one against the Spurs is that the one? No, they played the Pelicans, and Clay Thompson had 41 points. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I think first, second, third seed, they're all going to win in the West, and then you yeah. have Dallas, Utah, and I do feel good about Utah and. Utah has actually been pretty good in four or five matchups over the years when they're the fifth. They have. So, yeah. Um, I, I will say that I think your best series out West is easily that Memphis, Minnesota series. It's going to be the best and most entertaining series of all the West jazz and the Mavericks are going to be the same, but I think that the, I think you're going to watch, you know, a really good series between Minnesota and Memphis. I think you know, assuming Curry plays healthy for the Warriors, they might have the easiest path to uh, to the finals, though, or to the Western Conference Finals, though, because they're going to get that winner of that Minnesota-Memphis game series. And I think the Warriors should be able to beat either one of those teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I that's well. I don't know. There, there's been enough inconsistency with Golden State all year that I kind of have to believe in what Memphis is doing because even okay. when John Morant went out, they still played great and they got to the second seed. And okay, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about. I mean, between Memphis and Golden State, we'll have to see how the first round plays out. Right. But if it was just those two facing up, I, I'm still inclined to think that Memphis is going to pull out the win. Okay. You know. Health, of course. I'm just looking at their roster, and all these guys were listed out the last game of the season. Right. And it's like, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., thigh, Stephen Adams' ankle. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. What to read into that, but yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. What I, I guess we'll see. You're right. Memphis has been good. I don't. The West, to me, outside of Phoenix, the West to me is still pretty wide open. I mean, I know I just said something about that. Memphis, Minnesota series and Golden State, but when yeah. you look at the grand scheme of things outside of Phoenix, you've got two through eight is just a bunch of really solid good teams, and this is going to be a fun, a fun uh, playoffs to watch. I agree. So, um, and I guess last but not least in the uh, NBA, you wanted to talk re- regular season awards. It sounds like they've started dishing those out. Uh, no, they. A lot of columnists are sending out things how they voted, and I was going to go through our own, but since Devin isn't here, let's just do that on the next episode. Okay. But one trend I am noticing with voters is that for their all-NBA teams, some of them are calling Jokic or Embiid a forward so they can have both of them on the first all-NBA team. And on the ballots that do that, um, then Rudy is able to make the third all-NBA team. But all the ones where they didn't do that, and they either put Jokic first, Embiid second, or Embiid first, Jokic second, Carl Anthony Towns is getting that third center spot on all of them. Interesting. And so I'm thinking the the only way Rudy's going to make the third All-NBA team is if enough of the voters decide to say that Jokic or Embiid is a forward so that they can put them both on the first All-NBA team roster. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I've also I've also noticed... Zach Lowe's talked about it. Uh, there's been a few others that have talked about it. Um, it sounds like, and I and I agree with somebody on Twitter the other day that said this. 
um, the unfortunate aspect that we call voter fatigue, which I think is just a lazy cop out, that Rudy may not be getting his third defensive player of the year or fourth. What what is it? He's three times. Yeah, he he, he has three. Four. So that he may not get his fourth because it sounds like a lot of people are suggesting voter fatigue, which I think is just lazy. Um, I don't know how you can not pick the guy to win the defensive player of the year, but that's okay. That's us. Maybe we're Homer, um, but I'm seeing a lot of grumblings that that he may not be picked this year. I yeah, I think it is something like that. I think that's why uh, Michael Jordan didn't win more MVPs than he did. That voters just wanted to give it to someone else. They wanted to give it to Charles Barkley one year, Carmelo right. one year, even though MJ clearly should have had like eight NBA MVPs. <laughs> right. But but yeah, it's it's a thing. It's real. It's fine. I expect it this year. You know, Jazz finished 10th in defense. And a lot of that is just because Jazz don't have good perimeter defense and Rudy had to do a lot of cleaning up. And, you know, all the, all the advanced stats show Rudy is the best defender in the NBA. And all the other guys who want the award, they all, the first name out of their mouths when comparing is Rudy Gobert. So the, yep. it's like everyone knows, but they want somebody else to get the trophy this year. Now, if it's Marcus Smart or Bam Adebayo or Mikael Bridges, I saw someone was going to get their vote, and you look at his stats and you're like, eh, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I am I bet it goes to somebody else this year. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's enough NBA talk. This is the time we'd move into Devin's quick hits, and no Devin tonight, so we will skip the quick hits and make this a shorter episode will drop right into pop culture. Yes. Uh, I saw a movie this week. It's called everything everywhere all at once. It stars Michelle okay. Yeoh from crouching tiger, hidden dragon and star Trek discovery and a bunch of other shows. And she is a, you know, middle-aged Chinese woman working in a laundromat who suddenly finds herself in a splintering multiverse. And the movie is, very clever with that and how they do it. It's kind of hard to explain at times. I think Doctor Strange has a real challenge on its hands now that a movie came along like this that was able to be that clever with multiverses. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I, I compare this to like being John Malkovich or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind of something that just dares to be really creative and just really go out on a limb and try something new and vibrant. And it's fun and you it goes through pretty much every genre and every emotion in the world as it's going through a story. And I just highly, highly recommend it. Okay. All right. Um, I'm trying to think, I haven't watched much in the way of movies lately. Um, started to watch that Nile movie. What is it? The death on the um, Nile. Oh yeah. Death I on the that. Nile. It's available to stream. So mm-hmm. you can stream it. We started to the other day on Hulu, didn't get very far into it because we had other things come up. Um, but the one thing I wanted to ask you, have you watched Moon Knight yet? Yes, I've watched the first two episodes. What do you think so far? Really enjoying it so far. Um, so am I. Especially that first episode. That was a really clever way to introduce it. And I like the developments of episode two. And I think, you know, overall, I would say the Marvel TV shows are doing really well. And this is just another one that's doing really well. So I'm very happy with um, what I've seen so far. Yeah, same. I uh, it's it's been entertaining. Honestly, before the series, I didn't know what 
Moon Knight was. I knew nothing about it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the Marvel geek and guru that so many people are. I haven't read any comics over the years. But and so for me, I just didn't know a lot coming into this. Um, so and and but like you, I've enjoyed uh, the first two episodes a lot. I liked the second one better, honestly. Um, I really enjoy Oscar Isaac's pl- uh, role. He's done it very well, playing a dual role, if you will. Um, he's done it excellent, actually. And then Ethan Hawke, I really love him as 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 the uh, the antagonist so far, or one of the antagonists so far in the series. He's been very good. Yeah. So um, I haven't watched episode three yet. I know it's out. That is on my list of things to watch. I haven't got to it yet. But yeah, that's the only thing I really wanted to talk about is Moon Knight. So I'm going to have to wait and see what I think of episode three. So. Yeah, we'll we'll have Moon Knight fulfilling us this way, and then shortly after Moon Knight ends, Disney's going to premiere Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. And then while that's running, then the Miss Marvel show is going to come out, and we're just going to get one after another. Yep. Because following Miss Marvel, then you're going to get, I believe, K two and Cassian are the next is the next uh, Star Wars series we'll see. Ahsoka is going to come, but I think it's it's uh, Cassian Andor that we're going to see next. So yeah, it's going to be alternating Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, yeah. Star Wars. So and then we're supposed yeah. to get She Hulk in the fall. Yep. See, there you go. So yeah, I am excited about all the series coming up. Um, so yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else this week. This is a thirty-minute show this week. We haven't uh, don't really have. Actually, it's probably a little less than thirty minutes. But no, Devin, which made it go quicker. And so, Devin, again, we miss you. Um, something tells me he would have put me in my place on my jazz positivity because, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people would want to do that right now. People would be like, "Alan, you idiot! How can you be positive about the jazz?" But I can, and I am an idiot, and that's fair. Um. So with that, I think that's everything for the week, folks. We appreciate you listening to us. Uh, Go out, review us, um, share it with everyone. Uh, We'd love to hear from you uh, on the items we've talked about this week. And yes, you can call me an idiot all you want. Um, But that'll do it for this week. John, take us out. Bye, everybody. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.